the same building on the same floor And never met before until I'm overseas on tour And peep this Ethiopian queen from Philly What's up guys? Hi, welcome back Here we are once again gathered around Christina's kitchen table Doing, doing a podcast doing a, doing a podcast Doing a podcast How is everybody? I mean pretty good, can't complain We saw Yo Kill It last night Thank you so doing much Doing a trap rap round table it was trap rap round table that flows off the tongue like pretty smooth. Red Bull's on fire. <laughs> He's got festival. something going on here. Yeah, man. And you just got back from Vegas. Yes, I just came back from a day in Vegas. Which it's funny, day in Vegas is actually three days, and of the three days, I think the number I came up with was one point three five. As in, how long you were actually present? How long I participated in the actual day in <laughs> Vegas that was actually three days, Great. And not a day. So you got it. It was an A because you yeah, accomplished was, the yes, day right, in yes, Vegas. Exactly. Well, good. So I went to. Uh, I, mean, I went to check it out. Just, it was a first year, right? So first year festivals are always kind of touch and go. You know, they clearly had spent a lot of money to get the acts there. Right. I mean, everyone was there except for Jay Z, Drake, and Beyonce. I think like hmm. everyone else who raps on a microphone pretty much rapped on a microphone at this thing. Um, but it was a good time for the time that I was there. I mean, hopefully next year, you know, it's, I guess, bigger and better and all that kind of thing. But it was pretty well organized. There wasn't a lot of chaos. I didn't see any trouble. I didn't see any fights, you know. So all in all, it was a good time. Okay. I mean, what are we looking at? Vendors, food trucks, what do they have out there? A lot of uh, Latin food. So a lot of nacho trucks, taco trucks. Uh, quesadillas okay uh carne asada fries were fire i don't know what the name of this truck was but the carne asada fries were amazing so shout out to whoever those unknown people are <laughs> yeah, i can't shout out right now i'm sure they I felt don't. very heard and seen in that yeah yeah, yeah. Feel, feel this energy in the air and, the, and i put this out into the it's real right That's it's real, real. it's a genuine feeling that your carne asada fries were really fucking good um so yeah and um I got a chance to see Grip. We talked about Grip. On oh, yeah. Episode, so I got a chance to see Grip show. How was he? Grip, did he did well. I think he was a little bit flustered just because of, um, I guess they had some trouble getting to the venue. So basically, he got there right as his set was supposed to be started. He wasn't late for his set, but it was just that I think the rush of it kind of threw him off a little bit. And then I think the programming didn't do him any favors. No. Because he went on after... Young bands, oh, so wow. there's like a lot of kids there. Children. Young bands does his thing, no. and then this is that's something I never seen before. So the stage that Grip was on was a rotating stage, right? Okay. So young bands is performing on. It looks like a full stage. There's a you know the DJ. There's a wall behind the DJ. The whole thing. Mm-hmm. So as young bands gets off, the middle of the stage apparently has like a disc in it. So it just the stage just starts rotating, and then Grip and his DJ Tig was DJing for Grip, and they're on the other side of this wall, and so the state Young Bands walks off, the DJ gets off, the thing rotates, and boom! Now you're seeing Grip, like just like that. <laughs> Yo, that's like, kind of fire. Yeah, I was like, oh <laughs> shit, you can do that. Like I never even imagined that as a way for stage management. Then it made me look at stage manager like, why the fuck haven't y'all just been doing this? Like, why do we have to sit? 10 minutes in between like acts on tour or whatever so uh grip came out and did his thing but it was just the fact that he was performing to like children who were kind of already stumbled walking away and even as they were hearing it thinking like okay that shit sounds kind of tight mm-hmm. 
I, I, it wasn't low keyed. I think somebody else was getting ready to perform on the other stage, so it was just kind of timing wise. I don't think it was yeah. a prime spot. But he's a brand new artist, so yeah, you know that's what you happens to you when you're a brand new artist. And I think yeah. he understands that. I don't think he was like angry about his showtime. I think he understands what it is. But at the same time, it was just like, damn, okay, this is how it goes. That's like, a crazy mm-hmm. show. Yeah. You got to do what you have to do in front of those however many people are left. Like you have to leave an impression on them. And right. so I think that's what he did. Right. So I think he did the right thing. Right. I think right. He did the right thing. So I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, with his other live show, especially here. Man, you know, when he's that, that JID tour. I think that's, and we talked about that too. Yeah. yeah. That's gonna do a lot for him, I think, because those crowds participate in a different kind of way. Right. And they're coming for a certain kind of rap. Yeah, they're coming for that. Yeah. Yeah. They're to come, jump around and like hear something grimy and dark and like have that kind of fun. So like I think it'll be cool. So today we're not talking about something grimy and dark, but no, today is not about <laughs> grimy and dark at all. No, we got a Patreon request um, from Robbie, who has basically paid attention to how we were talking about other Dreamville backs, actually basically mm-hmm. talking about that whole collective and things like that. And he was thinking, since we've been talking about hip hop collectives, that why don't we talk about the Soul Quarians, when, um, one of the earlier hip hop collectives. And then when I asked him to basically sort of narrow that down because the Soul Quarians were extremely productive when they were at Electric Lady Studios, he narrowed it down to Things Fall Apart by The Roots, uh, which turned 20 earlier this year, actually, yeah, like wow. in February. So it's pretty timely, actually. Yeah, Mike is making the, oh my God, I'm old yeah no this album took me to like a whole place because this wasn't the first roots i think the first roots album that i heard was illadelph half-life oh the one right before right before this one yeah yeah yeah. but my homie eddie was like a huge roots fan when we were in like eighth ninth grade or whatever the case was so once we learned to once we got like driver's licenses he had him and his he had two sisters or he has two sisters and they had this little ass Chevy Spectrum. Mm-hmm. And like that's all that we would listen to going to school was either the roots or like some raucous record shit or like, you know, it's like some Jansport shit. You felt like you were listening to that real hip hop. That real hip hop, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That real hip hop. Yes. So the, listening to the album, it kind of just took me back to that whole mm-hmm. place of like, damn, I'm like 16 again. Yeah. And where it also made me realize that like Black Thought is. I mean, he's been a fire MC, but he's one of those rappers that I think is even better now than he was then. And he was pretty fucking incredible in 99. Mm-hmm, like. hmm 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I was in that same mentality. Like, I discovered The Roots in high school. I think this was around the time they were promoting Phrenology because I remember they had linked up with Cody Chestnut for that one single. But this is at the time where my mom made the mistake of getting cable in the house. <laughs> and so the mistake. Yeah, in the sense that like I didn't study that much. Oh, like SATs, like, what the hell yeah, is that? Yeah, like, yeah. no, no, no. About? This there's, is what I need to concern myself channels with. To watch. I need to concern myself with Rap City, yeah. with MTV, mm-hmm. and then MTV too. And that's where I saw the roots. And so like that was my first exposure to there being like any sort of like 
underground, like counterculture, you know, things like that. And that really excited me. Like music soul child really excited me at this period of time. Cause I was just like, they're not, they don't want me to know about this shit. Like that's <laughs> basically so how right. I felt at that yeah. time. And I remember um, the first homecoming that I went to, I actually didn't even have a date. I was just reporting on it for the school paper. And so I didn't even want to be there. I was like, fuck this. This fuck is stupid. This place, I'm just going to, you know, just, you know, report on what I need to report on. Report on who got to be crowned king and queen. And then I'm bounce. But then my stepbrother was in town. And then my friend wanted to go. And so, like, they sort of, like, linked up. And then I didn't drive. So I had to, you know, like, ride around with them. And they just wanted to drive around. Like, we lived in Frederick, Maryland, like, where there's absolutely nothing else to do but to either loiter at the gas station parking lot. Loitering. Or go to what was then the 24-hour Walmart. It then wasn't a 24-hour Walmart anymore. And then now there's another Walmart that literally moved across the street. But that's fine. But at the time, it was a 24-hour Walmart. And I was like, okay, this trip wouldn't be a complete bust if we managed to get to that Walmart. Stop fucking around in these forests where like, we're certainly going to get jumped by some ghosts or some cows or some shit. And if I can get phrenology by the roots. And of course, like Walmart isn't gonna carry the fucking roots on CD. So by the time we finally get there, I like run over to the music section. I scour the shelves and they're not there. And so that's how yeah. I always associate the roots. I was like, you know, With fucking sadness. <laughs> no, that's when I knew I didn't it, get the fuck like, out of Dodge. I was like, oh, I got to yeah, get out I, of I this small here. town yeah. shit. I need to re- be around culture where I can just go get phrenology wherever the fuck I want to because <laughs> so people know what the hell is going on. So the roots changed your life. In a way. In a, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's a pretty powerful. That's hip hop. Yeah, that's hip hop right there. Motherfucking I never hip-hop. thought of it that way, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, that breakdown was so great when you think about it. Like, to encourage you to leave, you have to have something. Yeah. And it was <laughs> the roots. It was, and it was the roots. It was the roots. I wish I had a cool story. I feel like the first time I saw Quest Love was the Chappelle show. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I'm young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That says it all right there. Because I think Things Fall Apart is album four for the it, roots. One, two. Yeah, the yeah, fourth four. one. So okay. four, this is 99. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm like eight. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. even on Rap City yet. Mm-hmm. I'm getting there, but not there yet. But you're not there yet. Right? Yeah, no, we're still like. I guess boy bands, like whatever was hot on yeah, the radio, top like, forty, exactly TRL, yeah. yeah, and it yeah, wasn't yeah. the roots. It wasn't the roots. Yeah, Carson Daly was not no. as <laughs> love. And but you know the funny part about that is that so the album opens up with the intro that basically says um, hip hop is not valued as a commodity. It doesn't have mm. you know people treating rap music like it doesn't have any real value and no real shelf life like this is 99 and he's right. still talking like this and this is wow. in the middle of puffy rolling his rolly and oh, shiny yeah. suits and like things are going on that is clearly commercial but right extravagant right mm-hmm. extravagant things are going on but mm-hmm. people still don't feel like hip-hop is being valued mm-hmm. in a certain kind of way and right i mean to that point that yeah at that point carson i mean the roots were not going to be on you know MTV or with Carson Daly, any of these type of main. Now they're on Jimmy Fallon every fucking night. That's wild. Which is on so network surreal. television. Yeah, like, you think about that's it like the kind that. of group that we're talking about. Is that is that that group? Yeah, like, that does an album like this that has to your point about underground hip hop and having that legendary foundation that is 
started even before this. I mean, Roots as a group are what thirty years old now, mm-hmm. or oh, close to thirty years old. They've been like right. uh, uh, entity, and that's not even in just including the times that like Black Thought and Quest Love and Quest Love were like, just kids, performing on street, like, corners, on street corners, like you yeah, know, right. buckets as drums and and shit. So the the this album I think also was like a good marker of really how far they've traveled doing this roots thing like That's un- very true. uncompromised like mm-hmm. anything roots and this and this also had the one of the biggest records on there oh you got me yeah yeah and that record is like number like 17 on like an 18 track album right which right is it's you like really buried in there yeah it's down there like yeah it was a single but shit yeah it, it wasn't like it didn't feel like they made it that urgent it wasn't you know Okay, this is in the top five records a year on an album or something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. no, the only real sign of that was that they traded out uh, Jill Scott, who co-wrote like you know that hook for Erica right, Badu, because right. at the time, like their main gripe was that there wasn't enough room for more than two non-mainstream hip hop acts to successfully sort of flourish. Like mm-hmm. when Questlove. Uh, writes about this time in his memoir, Morbetta Blues, he talks about how uh, we only had the capacity for Outkast and like Lauren Hill. That's what we're gonna say, the Fugees. Or, yeah, the yeah, Fugees, but, yeah. yeah, basically, basically. And so like it, with at the label was looking at it like, okay, you gotta have like a more marquee name on here. Let's get Erica Badu right. because of all the shit that she had been doing. Not to mention like, you know, with the Dungeon Family, which I think is like kind of uncanny that right. like, in his mind, like Questlove is like, you know, ruining and like just like ranting over, like, God damn this outcast. Like, why won't they leave room for us? Yeah. We wanna play too. Yeah. That's not, I, that's interesting. I never I never thought about it like that, but I guess that does kind of outcast was pretty big and like how they you, were pretty big. You know, you would think that I guess there's like a certain school of thought that says, okay, well, if one group comes through and kicks down the door, it makes space for everybody. But in this case, maybe it was the opposite. Maybe there was like, we kick down the door, but we're the only thing, we're big enough to like mm-hmm. fit through the door. Right, And right, we're right. just kind of getting our way through. And yeah, we, wanted, we don't want to go too crazy. Yeah, we don't yeah. want to go too crazy. I guess you realize the room is small. It's not the door, it's the size of the room. Yeah, then there's that. And uh, Outkast took up a lot of space. Yeah. It's just they were so specific. And I think with the roots, they were so specific. Like that's a whole brand. Yeah. And you just can't slide that behind somebody and be like, they do that too. Right. Like, nah, they align. But you just can't say, Oh, if you like outcast, you'll love the roots. Well plus, I mean, it's I guess some of it falls in the I don't know, the commercial viability of Absolutely. Of the two like outcast is more funk. Mm-hmm. Which maybe is a little bit easier to go through when you're jazzy, like jazzy doesn't really have at least in '99. I don't know that jazzy had a sound that was like radio, like, radio friendly. That yeah, that was really ready to like be part of a mainstream hip hop thing. That yeah, not to mention Outkast was like cool with Puff Daddy. Like if yeah. you think about yeah, it, it, like you know he's thing, directing right. like their first music video and things like that. And I can't remember the name of the song, but I remember at one point the Roots had released like a parody video. What they do. They kind of skewered yeah. like the shiny suits air and yeah. stuff like that. And it was 
strong enough of a parody to where apparently like biggie called quest a couple yeah, days a before he it. died yeah exactly and was just like hey what the fuck yeah. i like you guys right. like, like what's what the is, deal with what this? Is this yeah yeah what and they do was definitely one of those things where they were making it very clear who we are mm-hmm. and who we are not right 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 that right. clear line like you should draw it but everyone sees it once you draw it so like that's how you get the call from biggie and you not you might not know that Biggie like rocks with you, yeah. But like, cause you had to draw that line in the sand though. Right, right. But that's what Questlove originally like. He ultimately comes to realize like after some thinking, it's like it's never really like the artists who like determine like who gets to fit in through that revolving door. Mm-hmm. It's always like the industry, and so like that's what they've been about like ever since. It's just like combating the industry. Like, what is it that the industry needs to do in order to like stop with this clownery? Yeah. So when you guys listen to this album, where do you think their roots were in their careers as far as are they thinking about while we're four albums in, can we break through further or are we going to be so unapologetically ourselves that it doesn't matter? Like, what do you think musically this says they were? Uh, I mean, I don't feel like it's, uh, with the exception of obviously you're talking about putting Erica Badu on that record, I felt like it was a pretty uncompromised version of the Roots. I mean, I would say that this is this album is probably a lot of Roots fans' favorite albums. Mm, mm-hmm. or, def- or at least there's a, a at least it's in the conversation of like For sure. their, you know their best work. So critically oh, yeah. acclaimed across the yeah, board, yeah, critically acclaimed album like that. So I mean, mm-hmm. I think that it says you know we are who we are. Mm-hmm. But I mean, four albums in and you're still on it like that in the midst of so much shit changing i just feel like it says we're just gonna ride this out right 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 and wherever it ends up it ends up and i mean in this particular case i mean didn't that record won a grammy didn't it? or get not it got nominated or did it win uh you got me won a grammy they were nominated for i think album of the year grammy but they lost to slim shady by oh Marshall, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's no competing against Marshall. Yeah, who's he gonna taking up a lot of space too? Yeah, like the roots <laughs> were just in the rooms with the crazy rappers. It was a crazy time, right? <laughs> yeah, crazy, crazy time in hip hop. But I, I mean, they but they pushed through, and I mean to that you know, yeah. to their credit. I mean, I guess if you win a Grammy, right, you feel like, mm-hmm. well, fuck it, why should we? You know, what what point is there to change it? Like, right. We have a long-standing career. We have fans. The Grammys recognizing us for what it is that we do. It's not like people are shitting on us. Everybody knows what it is with the roots. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, walk the walk. I think at the time that they made this album, they knew that they were sort of going against the grain of where they saw hip-hop as going. Like, you know, they make Wild Style references. Um, they make Run DMC references and things like that. They're very, like, you know, whether it's Black Thought or Dice Raw or Malik B, like, the way that they're trading on verses, it's very much of the mindset that, like, hip-hop is dying and this is what we need to do to revive it. We need to take it back to the what the, the roots, roots are. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Um, and I think that's how they ultimately found success with this album because as they're making the same complaints about like the landscape and what it's currently looking like, um, things fall apart sort of answers to this need for pe- for like people too. Like, you know, I mean, maybe they weren't like me exactly trying to run to Walmart to go find a fucking Roots album, but there was definitely that clear desire for something that felt alternative um, because, you know, even in all the major eras of hip hop, you know, for every like Biggie or whatever, you always had like the native tongues. You always had that sort of school of thought as far as hip hop goes. 
Yeah, I think you have to feed those feed those fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like they're not there. I mean, they, of course, there's crossover. Like there is everything. I mean, even today, right. you know, there's people that probably love Future that also love Earl Sweatshirt. Like I'm sure mm-hmm. they're out there. Or like the fact that Drake interpolate "You Got Me" on. If you're reading this, it's too oh, late. Yeah, yeah. I just remember that today. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's awful. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, him and Erica, they, they have a thing. What thing? Yeah, he, he had tea with her, right? Yeah, he went to Erica. Like, yeah, Erica yeah. invited him over to the house, and they sat and they had tea at her crib, and like she gave him life advice about love and how to go about, you know, living and be. I wonder what kind of tea. Now I have questions. I think uh. he, does he... I gotta find an article. I think he specifically says. I feel I, like he did too. Uh, yeah, I feel like he was very specific I can't about tell what kind you, of detail. But I feel like yeah, I, mean, yeah, I don't want to it. But yeah, I thought he gave some kind of detail <laughs> yeah. when he was telling his story about how Erica wanted him to come over and like kick it and talk. Okay. So I'm sure Erica right. was very happy when she heard it. Right. Much to your dismay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I'm just trying to imagine that conversation. Like, does Drake come over? Because I can kind of see. Erica being like this like super wizard where like you got to bring a certain amount of like spices and syrups and all this stuff to even talk to her. You got to bring spices as like gifts. <laughs> I'm coming yeah. over for dinner. Right. I don't want to show up empty handed. No, right. you have to pay tribute to Erica by right. doing like a shrine <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely have to pay tribute. Probably got like summon her. Like you don't go to a house like she. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like arrives. Oh, yeah. To like move the rock and then like <laughs> oh look god. behind, look behind the bush and break the tree branch. And oh my she god! Like fucking comes, yeah, manifests herself into the. Yeah, I can see it. I'm with it. <laughs> I'm very, very with it. But <laughs> what was the original point again? The Roots were one of those type of bands that it's crazy to even say. I mean, they are. They should be acknowledged as a band. Oh, I mean, absolutely. They, they are a band. If you've seen them live, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're absolutely a band. But um, but it's one of those type of bands where. To have that much influence on hip hop for that you know longer period of time, at some point that main you know those those mainstream fans when they came along, the people who still loved them didn't abandon ship. Like it wasn't a thing right. of where now the group is different or I don't like you because you know now all the other people like you. Know, you're trying to appease other crowds or whatever the case is. I felt like they're one of the few places where there's like a real happy medium like the venn diagram mm-hmm. of like og roots fans mm-hmm. from you know things fall apart and yeah. and uh, illadelph half-life yeah. and all that kind of stuff are still people right now who are watching fallon every night and being like holy right. shit like okay i like the roots if there's a root show you're probably going to get an interesting mix of people in that room that's very true i'm actually kind of mad I didn't very go to true show. they did new year's eve here <gasps> last year at the roxy and i didn't go i should have went they're so wonderful man Why? yeah i should have gone to that show I'm actually kinda, that's a you can kind of tell year. that's perfect the roxy the roots yeah 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 roxy the roots mm-hmm. like, a perfect place when i saw it i saw them up on the thing leaving the little baby concert and i was like oh i'm gonna come back to this and i just didn't come back, to this. Like, I come back. Like, that was me playing myself leaving little baby you see yeah, the roots yeah, yeah. i look up and i see the roots on the thing i wish you would have made both shows that would have showed how <laughs> how dynamic yeah. you are as a person I, that would have been a good little like okay now don't put me in a box <laughs> right don't put, don't, don't put me in the box i like the lils and i like the roots and honestly, I think that says a lot about how this album, once it cemented the roots as like this power posse, like the band got a chance to be like, we're here. 
and they were able to kind of maintain that energy throughout the years even though you see quest love you still think the roots you can see him yeah. by himself he can release a book and he can release a movie but you still think the roots you still know that foundation oh, for sure. exactly. it's like seeing a member of wu-tang yeah you see method man do a million things you know that it's wu-tang though like it always feels like wu-tang there's mm. no like separating from that and I don't think they do anything that drastically. I mean, they did release that one album to that one person. But other than that, like. <laughs> other than that. I'm sorry, like, what? When the Wu-Tang. It's all Wu-Tang and yeah. uh, Martin Shkreli. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, but like usually these groups that maintain their, their fan audience is because they stay something similar throughout. Like the, like Quest, not Questlove, but Black Thought rapping for 10 minutes on. Um, Hot 97? Yeah, like mm-hmm. that says The Roots. Mm-hmm. You know, that tells you hip hop. Like, as long as you keep that, we're staying for whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, they never compromise that. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, for sure. For sure. They've, they've only really had one, like, dud, and it was the album after this, actually. Yeah. They had, um, it was called The Tipping Point. The Tipping Point. Because right. they named yeah. it after that Malcolm Gladwell book. And then that goes to show you if you cite Malcolm Gladwell, you're fucking cursed. Even if it is about some 10,000 hour shit. Um, but after that, they went really dark and they went even more experimental. Like, I think at the end of Things Fall Apart, they reference uh, OK Computer by Radiohead. And so they went on like their big kid A phase for those who've listened to Radiohead, like just like way more you obscure. You just made somebody's day with that reference. Yeah, I hope, so. like, I hope so. I hope so. But like, um, they really, yeah, exactly. It was that one. It was that one. And that, right. I mean, with that one, they're facing a lot, with the tipping point, I should say, they're facing a lot of pressure because they like tasted Billboard success. Now it's mm. different. And it, this is completely different from how the Roots have typically found success, which is like critical success. The way that like Questlove talks about like chasing like those really positive reviews, like you think like he's trying to crack some code or something like that. Mm. Um, but I think ever since then, the Roots have basically accepted that like, this is how they're going to find success through like their core mm-hmm. speaking to their core fan base and then doing something that's going to be critically regarded as well. And then now that they have the tonight show, it's like, they don't have to worry about making money on top of that. You know, right. that this, takes this will some, pay everyone what they need to do. Exactly. Exactly. All the members that can get paid. And I mean, that's just the other thing too. This is, this is like a, 10 person collective or something like talking that all people. those people have to get fucking paid yeah, you're talking about a lot of people yeah a lot of checks so many checks yeah. or you get one check and you divide it like you get a slice of pizza you get a slice of pizza you right. know I, I wonder what it's like now because obviously like you know the band is di- i mean thought and quest are still obviously like the standards but like the band mm-hmm. is a little different than obviously what it was at this same point i just wonder how I wonder how that works. Mm-hmm. Well, it's always tricky. I think people did come and go after this one. Yeah. But for the most part, like I'm surprised more so by how many people have stayed. Stayed, right. Yeah. Because there are more they people have right. stayed really than gone, tight, right. which is crazy yeah. to me. I mean, it's a hard opportunity to give up. Like, mm-hmm. even if you get an ego and think, well, I want to do my own thing, or even if it was, a, or, you know, I should be going to get paid more money, or et cetera. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. at a certain point, I guess you have to weigh out the option of being on your own basically mm-hmm. as like a struggling solo mu- musician or right. like you're on board <laughs> the greatest battleship on earth like <laughs> why would you you can be a part of it or you can go and try to build your own ship i guess if you want to but yeah i don't know about that i guess that's not an opportunity that i would be willing to <laughs> especially when you have a brand that's strong 
Right. It would be different, yeah, if you felt like, okay, maybe, you know, if the thing wasn't working as well as it was, but, like, once you have an established, you never leave that. Like, I... Right. Just says a lot. Mm -hmm. Is there anything about this album, Jot, that you think that, like, hasn't aged well? Because it does, like, it does take you back to, like, a very... Yeah, no, it's it's very uh, it's very time warpy. I mean, I don't know that there's a particular song um, that didn't age well. I guess the question is like when you're talking about repeat listens, mm-hmm. music and like the sound of rap music has changed so much. Mm-hmm. Now everybody has a different thing that they're into, but I guess my question is when I listen to like older albums now, I have to think to myself, when will I be in a mood again to listen to it? Mm-hmm. on my own now if uh, I put on the shuffle and it comes on it doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to turn it off right but like how often because to me that's kind of what music is at this point where it's like there's so much music that if I don't have a particular song in my head I'm just looking for a feeling so it's like how do I feel right now mm-hmm. what mood am I in mm-hmm. it was nice riding around listening to this today because it felt chill yeah but you're still getting like the whatever like raw hip-hop essence you need is still like sprinkled in there where it's like okay this is like a smoothing type of thing it's not it's not future it's not rowdy it's not like you know what i'm saying it's not it's just like it felt very adult contemporary oh my god that's perfect but it didn't come out at a time when this was considered adult contemporary right like this was just this was just the music of the day the, yeah. under, the, the latest uh you know underground release mm-hmm and now it's like a whole nother thing. Right. Where I would listen to this album now more like on a day like today, like I'm going somewhere nice. Let's say I'm going to the High Museum. I probably listen oh. to like The Roots. Oh, on okay. My way to the high. Like if I go okay. see Virgil Abloh's thing at the High, like I'll probably <laughs> listen to The Roots yeah. on my way That's to the That's a vibe high. though. Yeah. That is and a set, vibe. Set a certain vibe, right. right. Now sometimes I might feel like I want to jump around a little bit, so I need something. Yeah. Right. But I think that for the most part, this album, has aged in a way that when you want that, mm-hmm. they're gonna still give you exactly what it is that you're looking for. This feeling of balance. That, yeah, that feeling of balance. So yeah. like all in all, I don't think that it's, um, I think it is, it, even though it's set in a very specific time, I don't feel like this this feeling, this mood has aged out. Like I still uh, wanna feel like this. Yeah. So I say that it aged pretty well for the yeah. most part. Yeah. I think uh, Black Thought's voice is such a force. Yeah. Like when he comes on a record and even this is like 99. So of course his voice is a little different, but you see how he matured into it. But even back then there's a certain dynamic mm-hmm. to his, just a texture of his voice. Philly shit. Yeah. Like something about Philly. <laughs> yeah. It's gotta be the cold air. Like it freezes your vocal cords and makes them like heavier. He's icy. Beards be damned. Yeah, right? <laughs> He's icy. Yeah. And I think when I, when I'm in a mood to hear that, that's when you know where to go because mm-hmm. there's a certain mood right but like this weather today we gotta have a pullover on yeah yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying it's good fall music good fall music leaves are changing mm-hmm. black thoughts voice mm-hmm. yeah it's just that texture i'm gonna compare it to when we saw little brother on friday yo I'm so mad I wasn't here for that show. Because like the whole time in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go to this little brother show. And I wasn't even thinking about this Vegas shit. And right. So now I'm like, feel like an asshole for not being there. No, I feel fu- it was fucking perfect. I'm I sorry bet. to rub it in yeah, your face. <laughs> but you was, fucking missed it. It was a 10 out of 10 show. But it was so you, I can imagine when you would stand. 
Like you could see, you could just see John there. It's so perfect for you. Yeah, we're just hanging out. Yeah, with um, we had David Dennis also there, and um, what did Fonte say? It was like. You know, this is not the type of show for those like where the headliners here at like 1130 a.m. We're going to get you home by fucking midnight because <laughs> like little brother be. is rap music for people who got shit to do. Like, that is a mood. Yeah, that is it. such Pure an energy. Steady. I love it. Blue collar rap. Right. Yeah. No, exactly. Responsible up rap, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Responsible rap for what you have to do in the morning. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I will say it was a nice mixed crowd, but you can tell the heads were oh, able to come good. out. You know, like we I'm had surprised they didn't play the Roots during the opening DJ set or something. It was a lot of Jay Z Roots Little Brother tour. Oh, would oh change my are life. you kidding me? Would change my life. Are you kidding me? Oh, would change my life. That as a double headliner would change kill. my life. They already work on a podcast together with yeah. Fonte on Quest yeah. of Supreme. Why I don't understand how that was not a conversation. Oh, you know, I will say this with Fonte and was just watching them perform. It was great. Mm. It was excellent. And I was wondering, is this like a reunion tour or like a final tour? Like, are we back together and are we in the progress of making this an ongoing thing? Or are we letting you guys know we put an album out and we're doing this for you guys? Well, now that we gave them a tour idea, they can't leave. They can't leave. <laughs> have to stick around. That's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, I saw, uh, I saw uh, Fonte and Pooh on, I think he was on Premium Peace Podcast. Okay. And they were talking about, you know, they kept it real honest about, Ninth Wonder and how he played a part or didn't play a part in this album coming out and how he basically ended up being excommunicated from the creative process, you know, just based off their creative differences or whatever. Mm. But it sounded like Fonte and Pooh were could easily do this amongst themselves if they're not waiting for him. So right. hopefully that means that as long as they're on good terms, then they know they, they they've done it once. Keep the thing rolling. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just but it's work. Like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that that's sure. a job that you had and then you walked away from and then you went back to. But your other jobs, your other lives still exist. So like I just don't know how Pooh's life was before Little Brother came back and how Fonte's life was. So we might do this and they might be like, oh, that was great, bro. So I don't know how that operates. And I guess the same thing with like the Soulquarians, right? Like they were operating and then it got yeah. to a point where it was like the operation just ceased. Yeah, and how do you just turn the machine back on? Right. Yeah, this, I think they would have a hard time in 2019 to turn that machine back on because we're, you know, we haven't been. And then let's say you do get it on, like, can you keep getting it on? Keep it and not saying that's what Little Brother's going to run into, but like now it becomes a conversation because you guys did it once. Great. Mm-hmm. Like, this album's great. This tour, it was an amazing show. Yeah. So, well, at least Fonte seems to be back to rapping man he's so, like a star like, between his on solo stage. album and his little brother album as oh. it, many years as people were begging him to stop singing and go back to <laughs> he went back to rapping and everyone's pretty much been pretty happy yeah. with the no, outcome no of one's so complaining like, you no know, i don't hear any complaints I'm f- only happy voices and uh, i hope they up. keep going and then you know the double headline tour with the roots we just want tickets yeah, yeah, that's, that's all right. I want. That's like, the least that's the we least. could ask for. Yeah. I think Christina wants ten percent, but <laughs> but so give us ten percent and some tickets. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. You deserve. You deserve. You deserve. 
Well, we appreciate you listening to this episode of the Something to Say podcast produced here by Michael Seva here in the SWATs. Um, if you are interested in requesting an episode topic, head over to patreon.com slash something to say. <laughs>